Welcome to the Rob and Kale Show. Rob Sanger. His own mother slapped the stork that delivered him. And Kale Hall. He doesn't deserve to be in this business. He deserves to have been blackballed. The Rob and Kale Podcast. <laughs> And welcome into the Rob and Kale podcast. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this evening. We have uh, got bold predictions for you tonight. You're going to be a part of that too. But first, let's welcome in my podcast co-host. He is Mr. Carolina Jackpot, Kale Hall. Kale, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? How you doing, Rob? Doing, man. You doing all right? I'm doing great. I am fantastic. Couldn't be better. Um <laughs> Happier than a puppy with two Peters. Um, uh, I, I wanted to bring something up. Billy over in the comment section says he went to Food City today, and they don't have us chips here in Cleveland, Tennessee. Yeah, dude, uh, I have seen that too when I was in Sevierville, Tennessee, Food Lion, when we, or uh, I believe it was the newer one in Pigeon Forge. Back in March, all they had was Utz pretzels, and it was the same at the Food City in Irwin, Tennessee, which is where I normally go to buy lottery tickets and eat at Powell's, uh, maybe like once every six months, and they don't have them either. So I don't really know what the, the deal is with that. They may not be authorized to be in Food City because they've got a lot of private label chips. You know, the Moore's Potato Chip Company that used to, it actually was its own company at one time, if Anybody remembers that the big red M Moore's uh, Food City, I think, actually bought that company out and that label. And they actually produce private label chips with that. So maybe that's why they're not authorizing food line. They just don't want our food. They just want that competition. Anyway, you need to talk to them and, and start a, a petition as a concerned customer. Other than that, I like Food City and I'm here for it. Um, I think it's better than Food Lion. I uh, certainly think it's better than Ingles when I go in, but uh, that's just my two cents. Uh, let's see here. Uh, everyone likes your beard, Jackpot. Elijah wants to know if I did CrossFit. Yes, I do. Uh, Jerome says Walmart has them. Kale's repping the beef tonight. He loves to see that. Says Rob has an SEC Absolutely. bias. Oh, yeah. Rob Rob said it. Or, uh, Rob is SEC bias. Uh, this one's for you. Oh, we don't care. We don't care. Oh, I actually for ran me. into a, uh, a fellow Gamecock fan when I was out running the route the other day, I believe. Uh, where I was, I was in Pelzer, South Carolina, and he said he was a Gamecock fan and uh, recognized me as Carolina Jackpot. And um, he was talking about Todd. We were talking about, you know, back in the day, you could, just only really pretty much listen to the games on the radio because there weren't many of them that were televised. And um, <clears throat> we were talking about Bob Fulton. And then he told me he actually liked to listen to Todd Ellis. I said, oh, I do too. And he said, I especially like it when he says, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, Tennessee man over in the comment section, Tennessee man says, go Tennessee. All right, I'm there for that. But then he says, Tennessee better than South Carolina. Okay, well, the scoreboard really didn't prove that out last year, so I don't really know. What I, you know, like you, can't, you can't say anything to Tennessee fans. They're, they're convinced that, not all of them, but there's a good section of them that are convinced that nothing's going to stop them from going 11-1 and one, and Heupel's going to be coach of the year and – Milton's going to be the best quarterback since the dawn of time. And it's just, 
Well, hey, uh, this interesting. I was watching our bald-headed buddy, uh, Josh Payton, there a while ago doing his uh, show, and he was talking about Michigan, and he said the NCAA has rejected the four-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh. Does that, now, does that mean that Michigan had imposed <laughs> that suspension on themselves? And that No, the not- NCAA supposedly did – had that four game suspension for him, I think is the way it worked out. Um, and I, maybe, uh, maybe Michigan said, why don't we go get some of those sleazy ass attorneys that uh, represented that dumpster fire program, Tennessee, that got nothing for being the most penalized program ever. Why don't we go get some of those guys and see if we can get our coach back. And that's probably what happened. And they came to an agreement where uh, he gets to coach this season. They won't hear on it until, uh, until the end of the season, 2024 is when they're going to come out with that. So there's that. Well, Papa B says Harbaugh isn't serving <laughs> in suspension now. That's right. So he'll get to kill. He'll get to, in the best interest of the kids, because I'm, I'm, I'm quoting the Tennessee fan now. Well, the best interest of the kids that are there, not that they're not grown ass fucking adults and could transfer. In the best interest of the kids, they'll be able to have their coach there for the first four games of the season. So there you go. There's that. Well, that works. I mean, I'm sure they, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I'm not sure they beat East Carolina without him. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle Lou probably put it into a much better words than I did. They just kicked the can down the road. And I, I think that's a very good way to look at it. And they'll think they'll, uh, they'll have another Friday announcement in late July of next year that he's been fined $5,000 and told not to do it again. And then they'll, nothing else will come of it. So there very you go. Likely. All right, anyway, uh, we're going to do bold predictions this evening. Uh, we want to get you lined up with them. The link, what the jackpot? What are those diamond studded glasses, you fucking stud? I like it. What is that? Diamond studded? <laughs> it looks diamond studded for me. It looks like something that, that Dusty Rhodes would have wore back in time. Look no, at that. Glasses. <laughs> All right, well, They're bold predictions. Glasses. I'm having a hard time sometimes reading the comments, uh, especially at night. So I got to. Well, why don't we why don't we do this where you don't have to read? We'll just welcome in Uncle Lou. Uncle Lou, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I got a couple of bold predictions here. I have an extremely bold prediction that Florida State will be in the ACC on August fourteenth. They'll be in the ACC on August fifteenth. They'll be in the ACC on August sixteenth of twenty twenty four. They're not going anywhere. So I can't – the crying will start in two days, though, because I've got 155 Twitter screenshots saved of uh, idiot white Tonto fans telling me that Florida State is leaving the ACC on August 15th uh, this year, uh, which, of course, um, we all know that's uh, that's not happening. So just, uh, that's gonna, that's my bold prediction it, in it's that. Just, it's just way too difficult for them to get out of it monetarily. There's just no way, and they can't get out of all those loopholes. And they they got themselves into that mix. They they've won 32 ACC games in in eight seasons. They I mean they're 32 and 32 in their last 64 games over eight years. They should shut the hell up and try to win the conference. Well, here's my thing: be. they're 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 just starting now to emerge as possibly a power in the ACC. Maybe even take over the the, the top <clears> spot in the ACC. No offense. To the co-host, maybe. Why? And, and everyone knows that's the easiest road to the playoffs. Why do you? Why would you want to give that up just to go get your teeth kicked in and be mediocre again? Well, and the other thing is, 
the ACC is not in as bad of shape as as Florida State is making it out to be. They're the third highest paid conference. I mean, somebody somebody is always not going to be making the most money. Like the SEC was making the most for a while. Now the Big Ten's making the most. I mean, if the ACC plays their cards right, maybe they're making the most by the time it's their turn to renegotiate their TV contract again. I mean, this thing is going to flip-flop back and forth. But they're acting like they're poverty-stricken. It's it's just insanity. I mean, they make 40-something million dollars a year. That's (laughs) plenty of money to run an athletic department. That's plenty of money. I mean, I make jokes about Clemson building ball pits, but all look at what these schools are spending this money on. It, it's insanity. And, and the, don't even get me they don't they're not the ones paying the players, so I don't even want to hear that. That's me, you, and whatever other idiot business owners that are out here giving these players money so that schools don't have to. But okay. I mean, they're they're tearing stadiums down to rebuild executives. I mean, how much? Georgia, I know, has spent hundreds of millions of dollars on Sanford Stadium in the last five years alone. Hundreds of millions. Just on Sanford Stadium. You get a new practice facility every two years. The student lounge gets torn down and rebuilt every two years. I mean, have you seen the pictures of LSU's library? Yeah, it's it's the shits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw but, a picture. But everything, yeah, on, everything – on the athletic side is brand spanking new. I mean, th- these teams aren't hurting for money, but Florida state running around crying is, it's making the ACC look worse than it is. Right. And I agree with you. They're, they're not going anywhere. So maybe just shut your mouth and take your $40 million and move closer to, to that when they can get out. But yeah, I, like I, I know, I know Clemson would probably leave given the opportunity. To make, to make more money and maybe to be in a, in a more competitive conference. So I don't think there's anything wrong with internally Florida State wanting to leave. But putting your face in front of every microphone, and here's the thing. All they're doing is telling these idiot fans what they want to hear. There is no plan. Florida State's got zero plan. Florida State's got as much plans to leave the ACC as I do to leave YouTube. None. They don't have a plan. If they had a plan, they'd be out. Because we know they want out. They're not getting out without a long, drawn-out court battle. So I don't know why these administrators and board of trustees people keep spoon-feeding the lowest common denominator of fan so that they can then run all over Twitter. Because what's going to happen on August 15th when there's no announcement made that they're leaving the HTC? What are these idiots on Twitter going to do? Maybe they'll have to start talking about the season, which is exactly what I'm looking forward to. Well, well they, I know they, one they, thing. They Florida State has turned themselves. Florida State has turned themselves from a from a story that was like, well, I don't know, um, Rob. You're in the ACC, but like the like, I think the average college football fan was kind of looking forward to Florida State being good this year. I was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there it's was, been a while. They were going to be the the. You know, they there was talk that they were going to be the team that maybe unseats Clemson and then moves well, them. The thing. Clemson's been running over everybody, and so now, like the average idiot like me who doesn't have a dog in a fight, can go, okay, maybe Florida State can put something together and this, you know, be be good and and take on Clemson. It's it's kind of like when you know there were people there were people pulling for Georgia the first time 
when they beat Alabama just because it wasn't Alabama. Now everybody hates Georgia, but um, <laughs> but now all these Florida State fans make it where I hope they go 0 12. Uh, I'm thinking about going out and buying a corn dog for that week one game. You think this uh, is? Yeah. I think it's. I think it's distractive to the programs that are that are involved. Not only Florida State, but you've got some others that are that are moving around, and and that's got to be on a lot of people's minds. I just think it's distractive, and I think it can potentially hurt your season. That's just you know. Yeah, they need to focus on the season, like you said. All right, a few quick bowl predictions for real. Um, Vandy Vandy makes a bowl game. I, I would not bet money on that one, but it could happen. Uh, Vandy, let's see, Vandy makes a bowl game. What else? Uh, I'm keeping track of these, Uncle Lou. We're going to revisit them at the end of the season. Okay, Vandy, okay, Vandy makes a bowl game. Um, bold predictions. Uh, man, what else is bold? Uh, is Texas makes the playoffs bold? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Okay, Texas makes the playoff. Given the way they've, you know, the way they underperformed, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, now, some people think Clemson going nine and three is bold. I don't. They lose three that, games every year. Bold. I mean, they've that's lost three bold. games that's, each of the last two that's years. That's but, yeah. status quo. <laughs> Clemson's going nine and three. You might as well write that down. All right. Anything else? Uh, bold predictions. <clears throat> Uh, nope, that's good for now. All right, Uncle Lou, we appreciate you as always, sir. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. Uh, Uncle Lou joining the program. Um, uh, we have uh, uh, Cookie with Mama Tori over in the comment section says, Hey, Jack, Bot, and Rob. By the way, uh, I, I saw Rooster Man put the little video up about an hour or two ago. I uh, was beefing with that guy. Uh, that was fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> so he needs to put up, he needs to do more of that. Um, that was. Uh, and, and I, I do know that individual. I've seen him online before, and uh, he is a tool bag. So he was he was right there. Uh, Lisa says you have rhinestones on your sunglasses. <laughs> on your glasses, I'm sorry. What is, what the fuck is wrong with my glasses? I don't understand what. Oh, yeah, just like, are they're, they're girls' glasses. It they're just looks. It looks like it looks like uh, you should have a bedazzled tube top over there, you know, and you should be wearing that with your bedazzled glasses, sir. We should. That beard's getting thick enough. We can put some bedazzles in that damn thing. Yeah, I might braid it for real. <laughs> yeah, I did. I dyed it this afternoon. Get that that gray mess. Oh, hold on! You dyed your beard? Yes, I hit. Yes. Get the fuck out of here! Don't gray. admit that on the show. People are gonna think you're old as fuck. Well, I mean, I had a bunch of gray under here and under here, and I don't like that, bro. So I dyed it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> God damn. Tied his beard. Holy shit! <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, let, let's let's thank our sponsor, Callaway's Bar and Grill. Reading glasses, though. I, I lost my pair, but um, yeah. I mean, I, these you, are. So you stole the wife's reading glasses to read. Yeah, I didn't steal them. Yeah. But she let me have them to borrow. Borrow them, but she knew she set your ass up for the show. <laughs> I'm picking at you. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I want to thank Callaway's. Yeah, oh God. Thank Callaway's for sponsoring the show. Callaway's Bar and Grill. Jackpot sent me this list of participants in the Callaway's Pick'em Challenge. You want me to read these real quick, Jackpot? Uh yeah, I also sent you a text message there though, too. There's four people missing off that. But I can't right, pull them, I can't pull them up right now. But uh one of them was Rooster Man. 
And there's three other people that like, I scrolled back on my Venmo payments and there was something in the middle there that was, that, that I thought was the first <laughs> payment I'd received, but it was actually like the fifth. So, uh, I did a video on them this morning and I went back and deleted it because I realized I'd left those four off. So All right, I'll, I'll, get that, I'll get that over to you and then I can make another video in the next couple of days. But All right. I, so you want me to read these or not? We got about 28 people in so far right now, guys. Yeah. Really, mm -hmm. really need to get some more people in. So I think Rob may be shooting a, a large email over to the people that have been in in the past to mm -hmm. try to get those folks in. But the, you know, we're we're tomorrow morning when you wake up, we'll be twelve days away from college football. Um, <clears throat> That's true. And, yeah, we wanna wanna really get some more folks in here. All right, so you wanna wait and we'll read these on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, that'll be fine. Right. That'll be so fine. we'll read them on Wednesday. That's fine. That'll be just fine. By then, I think right. we should have. Hopefully, we get double the the amount of participants. People just well, like to do shit late, you know. People do. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I had another one of those little pillow buddy things uh, that I uh, found. I don't know if you can see it. <clears throat> the Tennessee dog is sniffing Taki's butt because that's where he belongs. Um, he's carrying the Clemson hat on his back because, you know, he carried him around the football field this year. And the, the Georgia Bulldog is humping uh, Cocky. So, in effect, he's humping both of these guys since they're kind of connected here because that's exactly what they did last year. And they will only change positions when 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 some of that changes. All right. Well, there you go with that. Anyway, thanks to uh, Callaways for sponsoring the Pick'em Challenge. <clears throat> Eliza said he just joined. Very good. All right. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. So jacked up for that. So thanks to Elijah and thanks to everybody else who wants to get in. Uh, I also want to thank really quick here DNC Trucking and Transport. Fireside chats with Uncle Jackpot. Eric is lined up with his bold prediction. We just we've already got some from Uncle Lou. What is your bold prediction? I'm gonna put the link over here. But Jackpot DNC Trucking and Transport sponsors the Cala the uh, Fireside chats with Uncle Jackpot. Jackpot, what you got? Uh, it sucks to be a gamecock. Our football team may call on me to play running back. We're hot garbage. It sucks to be a gamecock. Go Tigers. That message courtesy of Dennis Wilson, DNC Trucking and Transport. Appreciate Dennis. Sure. Uh, taking I'm sure care I'm of more show. athletic and better suited to play that than Dak Joyner. But uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you may end up, who knows? All right. So, bold predictions coming up. You can get yours in now. I just put the link over there. If you want to join, it's right there. And here is the first one. Eric, what is your bold prediction for the upcoming season? Well, I'm a big Missouri 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 guy, so I'm just hoping that we right. win enough games so that way Elijah does not get fired or something like that. So Mizzou going to a bowl. All right, cool. Yeah. Any what else you got, man? Well, it's gonna be a fun season, I know that. Well he probably he probably needs to win more than six games. Because he's won six games the past two years and went to bowls and lost them. And they yeah. ended up with losing records. And that's what the people are, are not real happy about is the losing record. I think they want to see some progress. So I'd like to see Mizzou end up like seven and five, eight and four after the regular yeah. season. So they're not in danger of that if they lose a bowl game. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm a fan of Mizzou, uh, you know, whenever they're not playing the Gamecocks. Yeah. Yeah. 
just really right. underachieved in my opinion. All right, Eric. Well, hey, man, thanks for joining the program, buddy. We appreciate it. All right, bud. See you later. All right, I've got a couple of uh, projections here too, Jackpot. I've got – what did I write down? Oh, North Carolina is going to finish the season 6-6. Six and six. They're going to be ranked when the first AP poll comes out tomorrow. They will be one of the ranked teams that finishes out of the top 25 because I think the Tigers open up with the Gamecocks. They also uh, have App State and then – Minnesota comes to Chapel Hill, and then they go on the road to play at Pitt to open up ACC play. They may lose all of those games. I wouldn't be surprised. So, right. <clears throat> so there's my one, and then I've got another one. I think that uh, Matt Rule is going to have Nebraska in a bowl game this year. So there's my two. That's not he's successful not. everywhere he's went. The only the only place that uh, where he wasn't was when he decided, "Hey, I want to go be an NFL coach," and that didn't work out for him. But I like those two. To be fair, it's not that difficult to make a bowl game. Yeah, but I mean, he's got with what he's got left after the Scott Frost debacle. Oh, would you? They brought in. He's got a better quarterback already in Jeff Sims than what Scott Frost had there. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I I don't think that's that. I don't think that's that bold. I mean, I I, I definitely could see that happening. Well, uh, the North Carolina. Do you remember the North Carolina thing with the six and six? You think that's far fetched? Eh, I I don't I, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think they I I think I I think them finishing with double digit wins is more likely than going six and six. Mm, okay, well, I, we'll you, see. you just got. I mean, I I, I did. Okay, I got a bowl prediction for you. No shit. Dak Joyner, DK Joyner, finishes the season, this is regular season, with more rushing yards than Clemson's Will Shipley. (laughs) Okay. Joyner, more rushing yards than Shipley. Okay, no, I have have a serious one. Um, Do you want to write that down or not? Because we're going to revisit it. No, I'm not being serious with that. Uh, we, we've got a three-headed monster, so yeah, we, we're going to split carries. I, I, here's another bold one, and I, this is giving some credit to a team I don't always like to give a lot of credit to. Yeah. And this is going to make another fan base that is heavy involved on the Robin Kell show a little bit mad, and they're going to think I'm full of it. Kentucky finishes second in the SEC East in its final season. Okay. Uh, uh, if you look, if you look just up and down the roster, if Devin Leary is able to perform, they've got some weapons, man. I mean, they and I'm here. I'm here for it. And they have um, the offensive line was not that good in 2022. They've added some pieces. They've also got some guys coming back who have some experience who actually did perform well on the offensive line. Have in the past. They brought back the offensive coordinator they had from 2021 when they averaged about 35 points a game. Got a 1,000-yard rusher joining the team from Vanderbilt who who rushed for a 1,000 yards with a Vandy offensive line. Now, what can he do with a retooled Kentucky offensive line with Mark Stoops and that coach and that staff? That is used to having a 1,000-yard rusher every season. 
Got two wide receivers in Dane Key and Barry and Brown. They're both true freshmen last year. Both got a lot of experience. Both have tremendous upside. Got a good coach in Mark Stoops. The defense is always solid. They got a weak non-conference schedule to beef up on. But, you know, looking at, you know, just, you know, they got Alabama out of the West. That's going to be tough. They go to Mississippi State, which also could be tough. But I think if they could pull off that Mississippi State win and then maybe lose to Georgia, I could see them running the table against the other SEC East teams. So, I don't think that's that bold. I, I, here's the thing with that, with what Jackpot's saying. When you look at the first five games of the season, Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron at Vandy, Florida, and uh, and and Florida at home. Yeah, that is see, playing those kind of non-con teams is like a double-edged sword. I mean, it, it's good in a way in that you kind of don't have to exert yourself that much. You avoid some of the injuries that some of the other teams do. I mean, I mean, how many players do you think Alabama's going to get injured playing fucking Texas in week two? You know, I'm with you on to, that, but what's Kentucky going to get injured against Miami of Ohio? You see what I'm saying? I'm with you, but here's the thing: if they win that Florida matchup, they're going to be five and zero heading down to Athens, and we're going to have this whole. I mean, the SEC folks are going to be losing their shit about. Oh, this is a top five matchup in, in the first week of October. I'll have to sit through and listen to that bullshit. But yeah, I mean, they could be five and zero going to. Uh, to Georgia on October the 7th, because I don't, I think they'll be favored in all of those games. The first five games of the season. I really do. Absolutely. So it's really not that far fetched on that front. Out of the back end of the schedule gets tough though, because after Georgia, they play Mizzou, then a bye week then they have Tennessee and Tennessee's got their number. They, even the good Kentucky teams end up losing to Tennessee. It's just weird. It's like they've got some voodoo hex on them or something. They go to Mississippi State, Alabama, at South Carolina, and at Louisville. They could go. They could They could theoretically lose the next five games, and no one would be shocked. <clears throat> no one would be shocked. Uh, anyway, yeah, you got any other bold ones there, Jackpot, you want to get out here? Yeah, well, that's I, I sat down today when I was doing my research for our um, – for my Gamecock um, season prediction video. Which I, I was going to try to have that out this weekend. And I started early this morning. And I got to feeling bad. I actually was out doing yard work yesterday. I got stung by six yellow jackets. Um, I ran over a nest. And I uh, didn't feel the effects of it yesterday. But this today, it really kind of knocked me for a loop. And I spent most of the afternoon in bed. I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you, but uh, it sucks. Get stung by yellow jackets, not good. All right, let's welcome uh, this gentleman to the show. What's up? Rob has an SEC bias, you meant to say. But, um, yeah. Yeah, where are the names at? Our names aren't underneath anything. Yeah, names or pictures for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just noticed that, too. Your, your face is there. I can see you. Yeah. Well, no, I was talking about it usually has a little – never mind. But um, my bold prediction – is I think it's the year of the Michigan man. I think they take the natty this year. Um, I was looking at, like, returning production. Uh, they rank towards, like, the top of the country. I think want to say they bring back around 80% of their production on offense and defense, which I was looking at Georgia's numbers. Um, they're only bringing back, like, 50% of their production. So for everyone to just have them shoot, like, as a shoe-in for – 
you know, 13 and 0 national championship or 12 and 0 rather. I think it's a little ridiculous, but um, I, yeah, I think it's the year of the Michigan man. What do y'all think? I I could actually I could buy into that. Uh, a lot of people uh, have pre- predicted, and I listened to the guys over on the, the Cover Three podcast, I, the, the CBS Cover Three podcast with uh, Chip Patterson and those guys. They do pretty good work. They kind of get on the Gamecock sometimes, so uh, I, I just take that with a grain of salt. But they kind of think that. Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State could all kind of round robin beat each other up and finish eleven and one, like all three of them. They'd have to go to some weird, crazy tiebreaker to figure out who's going to, you know, sup, uh, represent the Big Ten East in the championship game. And yeah, well, and I just don't feel like I said. Georgia is probably the best representation from the SEC, and I don't think you know. They have all their questions answered, even well, though it arises I'm, as a man. Well, I, I I don't know about Michigan, though. I'm telling you, Penn State, is, that defense is strengthened up. If they can stop that Michigan run game, which they couldn't do last year, they have a very solid running game. And that quarterback that they've got coming in, if he's the real deal, they could go undefeated and win the Big Ten, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. I just don't trust Franklin. He's the king of the, the nine-win season. Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. So I, I think that, you know, it don't matter who they get. Here lately, it's Dabo, though, but. Well, it, it's ar- arguably they got a harder road at Penn State than Dabo at Clemson. So, if you put Dabo at Clemson, maybe he's, he's king of the nine-win season. But, uh. Yeah, I might call back in later. I'll hop off and let someone else hop back in. Yeah, take it easy. All right, brother. Uh, Harry Leg joins the program. What you got, man? How y'all doing tonight? Good. 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 Listen, my bold prediction tonight is not really bold, I don't guess, if you think about it. But the Pac-10 and the SEC West and the Big 1G East are going – hell, the West, too, for that matter – are probably going to be bloody. I think there's going to be more slaughtering going on amongst the conference members, uh, and we don't end up with a whole bunch of undefeated teams this year. I think a lot of people are going to carry some scars. Okay. I don't think that's that far-fetched either. Do you, Jackpot? No, no, not at all. No. Anything else there, Harry Leg? Well, uh, I reckon not. Uh, and y'all get some other callers. Y'all take care. All right, sir. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, I mean, I thinking that they're going to win the Big Ten and uh, and go win the national title. That's I, I don't think it's ra- irrational to think they can win the Big Ten. But taking that next big step, that's kind of a big deal. Um, uh, Hunter Slay over the comment section says, "Sweet USC flag." Jackpot has that's right behind me there. Yeah, that uh, actually came from uh, one of our slob Olympian um, attendees, Hoghead, a uh, Tennessee fan, who came down. He got a little Gamecock gift pack from me and Twisted Rooster. And dude, it wasn't, it, he, he got us some nice stuff, man. It was, that was, that box probably was at least $50, $60 worth of stuff. There was a flag, a nice ass damn Gamecock. Uh, uh, Yeti type cup, man. I mean, it was some nice shit. 
I was really appreciative of that. All right, there you go. I added the uh, added the names back there. All right, uh, let's add Ben Dover. What do you have for the program, sir? That would be you. Well, apparently Ben Dover doesn't want to join the program. Oh my goodness. Uh, what do you? What do you? What do you? How do you feel on the uh, the game? I think it is um, week four. Mm -hmm. uh, another another uh, another. Uh, name has come in on the Venmo. I just had to chuckle at the name that he uh, put there and he wants to call himself. Um, week four, I think it is, UTSA, Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, um, visit Neyland Stadium. What do you think about that game? Where are you out on that, man? I think there's going to be 100 I'll take the years. over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll take the over. Whatever the over is, I'll take it. Yeah, they, they returned the quarterback. That that guy's been there for a while. Uh, Frank Look, I, Harris, I think, is his name. Yeah. Uh, a really good coach, too, and Jeff Trailer. Uh, they, they have been blowing a lot of teams out. They score a lot of points. I think that could, I think that could be a problem for the Vols. And I think that that's a great, a great squad for them to be playing the week before they play the Gamecocks. Uh, I don't think we could ask for them to be playing. So, because it's somebody that's going to stretch them vertically. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I Well, that and teams that run like an up-tempo style don't like to play teams that run an up-tempo style, I believe. No. So, and I I don't know how good the Tennessee defense is going to be. And see, anytime I say this, the, 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 the comic section over there will lose their shit. We're going to be the best ever, Rob. Just no, I just don't know how good your defense is going to be. And to be honest, if Milton was such a great quarterback, how did he get unseated by a cast off from Virginia tech? I mean, these are valid questions that if you don't suck the, uh, the Tennessee tit, you, you would put out there as something that you'd be concerned about. Well, I think his mechanics were bad when he came to Tennessee I think they've worked on him a little bit. I mean, as you know, in the Orange Bowl, I mean, he looked pretty good. Sure. If you want to hang hang your whole season on that, okay. I mean, you guys were, you know, your defense wasn't exactly the shits. I mean, he, he did pretty well. Sure. I don't think he's going to be the, as great as – he's not going to put up the numbers that – got to get all salty and, like, all short no, I come up with an opposing viewpoint. I, so I, let's I, have, let's have a fucking discussion, you know? I am having a discussion with you. I'm saying you're, you're that I don't think he's going to have... Whatever, he's not worth a shit. Mm. No, I, did I say he wasn't worth a shit? Vanderbilt, a Vanderbilt team that had just went out and won two SEC games in a row and mm -hmm. kind of gave the Gamecocks a hard time up until the fourth quarter. They blew them out. Look at you can't you you can't mention Tennessee without 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 these the dumbest of the dumb good enough to beat Clemson, Tennessee is your daddy Rob why not ACC champs Billy Cole it's not the same season you goofballs why is it so hard to admit that you lost to them I, I, I did during the, the 2021 season when Clemson kicked us in the dick I said we just can't compete right now we just can't compete with them and Brother, we got I gave them their props for winning. I told them it was like a Super Bowl for them. What do you want from me? That's not giving them their props. That's a roundabout way of, of being. A no, smart, smart it was a, it was a huge win for their program. It's probably the biggest win they've had in five years. Probably. 
Yeah, so there you go. What do you want me to say? No, no. You're going to put on a tennis t-shirt and, 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 you know, run around and Josh Heupel's the best ever. I mean, do I I have to do that? Do I have to do that? I mean, come on, man. Do I have to sit here and do the best ever? That's the third Saturday in October game. They got the monkey off their back there. That's the biggest win that they've had in years. All right. Well, I guess when you're, I guess when you've lost 17 straight, you know what? I apologize, Jackpot. When you've lost 17 straight to a team and you break that streak, that's probably the biggest one. You're right. Oh yeah. I mean, here, Todd, Todd, Todd's got a good point here. They had without doubt, hard to put much stock in bowl games five years ago. Uh, If you'll remember that, so that's um, that's come a long way. Bowl games, bowl games don't matter. I've said that forever. Only dumb dumbs think that they do. If you're not in the college football playoffs, your season ends the the, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. It's pretty much the way it is. You could talk about, oh, we won this game, we won that game. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Sorry. Doesn't matter. Opt outs and everything else. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, Kentucky Durbin says bold prediction: Milton does not finish 2023 as a starting QB, and he will not be injured. MFR is the epitome of overrated. Well, nobody nobody said he was rated to, to be anything, sir. Anybody I don't think anybody's coming out and saying no. Anybody watch Will Levis in that preseason game yesterday? <laughs> no. <laughs> How was that? Uh, <laughs> he stunk it up, man. Sucks. Oh, goodness. What about the Panthers? Well, here, here's another, here's hey, another dumb, about, dumb comment. What about the Panthers? What about this? What about this? Yeah, right yeah the, the, Jet, the Jets did really great. Bow hunting says bowl games only matter if you win, right? No. You know, I could have went, went to that game yesterday, and I could have got a, a ticket for me God and damn. the watch could have gotten in for $10 total. Brandon says Missouri will make it five in a row over the Gamecocks this year. Is that a bold statement, Jackpot? No. Nah, I mean, how – how is it bold when we've lost four in a row? I don't think it's bold at all. You know, and I, and I was saying this, and I'm in no way making a prediction here, but I was just kind of looking up and down our roster, our returning production, and we're all thinking that Rattler's going to go off this year and have this amazing year throwing the football. We, man, we don't have that many people um, returning that have caught – a significant amount of yardage. I mean, you've got Juice Wells, and that's pretty much it. We've got some transfers coming in, which we think will be good. I think the Eddie Lewis guy from Memphis is going to be underrated. I, th- I think that guy has the potential to be another Juice Wells or have those type numbers. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but Xavier Leggett, I mean, his his numbers are real. He has he didn't catch that many. Balls for a whole lot of yards. Miriam Brown had 130-something yards receiving. No touchdowns. Um, you know, all of our tight ends are brand new. Trey Knox has been banged up. Juice Wells, is, it, I mean, it looks like, I don't know if he's going to be available for the North Carolina game or not. He's, Beamer's talking like, um, you know, he's going to be available. Juice has got a lower body injury. So what is that fucking lower body injury? Okay, T- that doesn't tell us enough. So he's getting a little bit much champ like with that, but let your fans know what's going on. Yeah, there's, you know, everybody thinks that there's, you know, that, that they've 
they've got a, they're, they're given the. I mean, I'd much rather North Carolina have to prepare for him if I'm Shane Beamer. I'm, I'm but. really, I'm really concerned. Um, I'm concerned a lot with the lack of production that we've got returning. I, I, I'm concerned with a lot. I think that South Carolina's defense is going to be better than people are giving it credit for being. Um, but you're returning Mo Kaba and you're returning Jordan Strong on the defensive line. Both these guys are coming back from ACLs, played very little last year before they got injured. You know, I have no doubt they're going to be able to come back at 100%, but how effective are they going to be? I don't know. Um, that's kind of concerning to me. So, I mean, I'm just looking at that schedule. I'm looking at the, the, the amount of people returning, and I'm kind of cringy with it, sir. I'm kind of cringy with it. I'm not. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we stepped on our dicks. I don't know, a lot of people don't want to hear this, and I think we've got a good enough quarterback to have for this to not happen. They could go four and eight. They really could. Uh, Frothy Tavern says a non CFP bowl game is the equivalent of a soccer friendly bow hunting with another dumb comment. Rob can dish it out, but can't take it. Flaps his gums, but don't like it back at him. You listen well, to me. Kinda, I've you, said you the same thing. You give off that. Whatever. Vibe. Well, if that's the vibe that you've got. And then I can't help you. Can't help you, sir. I'm not. That's I take, not the I, take I take a beating from all of you people. So it doesn't bother me. The problem is, is that the problem here's here's the problem. I look at your team for what they are, which is not very significant. You're not you're not this blue blood program that you think you are, and that pisses you off. And you think because you won a bowl game that half the team didn't fucking play in that you're back to being fucking 1998. Know who you are. You're you are a cheating program. We know that. Your coach is the third choice that uh, they had there because they interviewed Tony Elliott for sure before they interviewed him. Nobody really wanted that fucking job. Let's just be honest. I mean, who the hell wants to go there anyway with all the cheating that's going on? You guys killed Jeremy Pruitt's career. He came in as like this well, you know, well thought of defensive mastermind. He got there and got stupid and didn't know about asparagus and everything else. That so, was like years there. ago. He was an idiot before he got there. Mark Richt was about to have to let him go just because of his attitude and stuff, man. He was a yeah. nut. They probably should have never hired him in the first place. That that was uh Billy got, says, yes, we are, Rob. Google top 10 winning his programs. I don't give a shit what your record says. I don't see you as a blue blood. You haven't won shit in a fucking decade. Um, you war won angle, shit. War angle you lost to Georgia State two seasons ago. Shut up. Four. War Ankle in the comment section says that he's been trying out a different Utz product every time I stop at Sphinx because of you. Appreciate that, War Ankle. In the Sphinx and QT stores that I work, if you'll notice the ones I work, you know, you'll have three feet there, three to four feet, and I try to do a different flavor. Boom, 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 boom. About eight flavors across here, eight here, eight here. So that you get a full variety. Not all of them do that. Some of them will do three rows of this one, three rows of that one. Not me. I try to put the variety in, too. Uh, if you go to a Dollar how many, Tree. How many well, flavors are there, Jackpot? Oh, there are a lot, Jesus. man. There are a lot. So there's eight. I, I didn't know there were that many. No, there's like more than eight. There's probably about 30-something in our warehouse, just at the small bags. Damn. Now, I mean, I can't speak for Columbia and that. I don't know the, the warehouse there. I don't know what they're ordering in and what they're carrying. And I know for a fact, 
in Charleston, they really don't do it right because uh, Mr. Um, Mike Bridges uh, told me he can't ever get the salt and peppers there. Hmm. All right. If you want to join the program with your bold predictions, have at it. There, there's the link right there. So there you go. As the Tennessee man over there fighting over, oh, my God, we're a blue blood program. No, you're not. <laughs> you, you can type up every fucking number in the world. I'm not going to acknowledge you as a blue blood program. I love you it, have, you've won nothing, nothing since HDTV came out. We have to go back to VCR tapes to see your, your best moments in Tennessee history. <sighs> the only thing you've done that, that is considered, I don't know, worthwhile is you let Peyton Manning go to the pros after he did the debacle in the damn locker room, and you guys covered that up. So there, there, there's what you've done to help football. The NFL got Peyton Manning out of it. Brock with a good point. They're a blue-balled program. Did you see that? Um, uh, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but um, Shane Matthews, um, who uh, was like Spurrier's first real quarterback down at Florida uh, after mm -hmm. he got there, went, he was in the first SEC championship game there when they played Alabama, uh, has a podcast, and he was saying that uh, he thinks that Graham Mertz, uh, who the transfer from Wisconsin, who will be starting for Florida this year at quarterback, um, is 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 a better quarterback than he was, talking about him himself, and mm -hmm. uh, Danny Werfel, if you'll remember, who won the Heisman there in the mid-90s. Uh, do you think that's uh, – do you think he's just blowing smoke or he really believes that? Um, I mean, I think that – I think that Matthews is a Florida apologist. He's like these line of Tennessee fans over here that are just, you know, running their mouths about, oh, my God, we're a blue blood program. He's going to say the same thing over and over and over again. Because Mark says interceptions as he did touchdowns at Wisconsin. And I think there's a lot of people saying Wisconsin's winning the Big 12 West this year, no, no doubt about it. I think it won like eight games last year, maybe seven. And they I, I read something where uh, – and, and I can't remember where I read it, but it said that they were going to be this year's version of Tennessee from last year. No, but here's my thing with that. I know Luke Fickle's a good coach. Uh, you know, he proved himself at the, at the group of five level with, with Cincinnati. There's really not more, much more he could do with that program. But And Phil Longo they brought from North Carolina. Do, do you think that they're going to be able to recruit the, the type of athletes to Wisconsin year in, year out, to be able to run that kind of offense there? Because I don't necessarily. They've never done it before, never. It's always been yeah. – Town team, five, uh, three yards in a cloud of dust, whatnot. Uh, you know, had some amazing running backs come through there, some tough running backs too, uh, all the way back to to Ron Dane. Oh I think back before that. I mean, I just don't see it. Your phone is right there. My dog's over here giving the wife grief. I may have to go put him up in a minute. <clears throat> I I agree with what you said about that, but there are a lot of people that are in love with Wisconsin. And I don't know if they're going to be the team that uh, that people think they're going to be, but um, I mean, Fickle's done well everywhere he's went, though. I mean, there's that. That's for sure. So I don't know. He's only been a head coach at Cincinnati. I don't. I don't unless he had a. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's won games there. He took uh, took them what to the playoff. That was the first yeah, power. That, yeah, that was uh, that was groundbreaking, definitely. 
So, I mean, maybe the guy knows how to coach. One more, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm be talking to you at some point uh, about buying uh, a lawnmower, perhaps a used gas one. This this battery power. I went with a battery powered thing this summer. Uh, that was that's a well. You thing. you you care about the environment. You were thinking, hey, I don't have to buy gas and all that other stuff, right? That's well, what that's what I was thinking. But look, I mean, if you my my yard is thick, uh, kind of like my beard uh, and my and my head of my quaff up here would be if I chose for it to be that way. Uh, I'm just bald because um, that that's my choice. But at any rate, um, my, my yard gets rather thick, and that those batteries only last about 45 minutes. So you have to put them on charge. That take like four hours to charge up. Really, just um, yeah, it's uh, I'm almost ready to take the thing, put it on Facebook, set it up at the street, and say it's free to whoever wants it. Uh, you might be right with that. Uh, let's see here. Well, what I, I got rid of my last um, lawnmower, uh, and it was a, a, a gas lawnmower, and it was a good lawnmower. I gave, like, I don't know, maybe 150 bucks for it. I got it off Lowe's like two, three years ago. It was a display model. I can't remember what brand it was, but something happened to it after the end of, I think, the third. I got it back during COVID 2020, so it's something last year. But it wouldn't turn off. I mean, it just, it would not shut off. You had to actually run it over a thick patch of grass or up into like a mound of, I had some dirt mounded up at the end of the yard, the mound of dirt to get the blade to stop, to choke it out and make it shut off. I'm like, I don't know how to fix that. And we got a lawnmower repair place here uh, near where I live here in Simpsonville. You take something there to get it fixed. They'll fucking have it for a month before they get it finished for you because they're so backed up on stuff. And I'm like, I'm not dealing with that. So I just went out and got something else and just um, kind of got rid of that thing. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to have the stuff to take care of it. I, I get that. Are you still taking care of your, you used to take care of your own yard? Yeah, of course. Of course. I, I didn't know. I, I, I know you, you you were using you tried to use the old single dad lawn care that time and that yeah that out. didn't work out too well. That didn't work out too well for you there. Um, no, that didn't work out too well. Um, yeah, got to take care of your own stuff, man. That's kind of how I look at it. So, uh, Kentucky Durbin says he's had his lawn boy for thirty years and it's still going. Yeah, it'll probably those are like those things last those forever. I, mean, I remember my mom and my mom had one of those when I was. Uh, like an elementary school, middle school, and a teenager, it hit that thing. Yeah, it just kept going. Right, right. about that, they, they run pretty good. All right. Um, final call for uh, folks to join the show. I'm putting the link in the description again. If you have a bold prediction, to read back some of the ones we've got so far, Jackpot. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I've got Matt Rule does the unthinkable and has Nebraska going bowling in year one. Uh, North Carolina finishes six and six. Kale has Kentucky finishes second in the SEC East. You know what? I'm going to go with that too because fuck the Tennessee fans. I'll, I'll sign my name to that one too because they don't deserve anything. They cheat their ass off. They don't deserve anything. So I'll put my name on that one too. Probably SEC bias. South Carolina will only get worse since the SEC gets better with Texas, Oklahoma. That, that's kind of a dumb statement. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma was terrible last year. I mean, and what have they done to, to show that they're going to level up this year? I mean, I really don't. 
Uh, South Carolina's not scared of those teams. Look, we're fucking recruiting better. We're bringing in five stars. I mean, I think you're way off base there. Speaking of that, uh, and this is not – I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, sure. Shane Beamer was talking about Nicholas Harbor, and that's one we haven't talked about a lot. That's kind of a wait-and-see type thing. This kid, did you know he's he, – of course, we know he's 6'5". He's up to 200. He's at 245 pounds. Uh, with the kind of speed he's got, I mean, and, and Beamer said he is not afraid of contact. I mean, he's shown that and playing on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, could you imagine being a safety out there? You're five foot ten and I don't know, 195 pounds or whatnot. Did you? I mean, this motherfucker comes at you. I mean, are you wanting to tackle that? I ain't. I mean, that. I don't. I think the thing with. Well, I, I think the thing with him is, is that I don't know what position they're going to play him at. Are they? Because I've heard he could play tight end. I've heard he could play on the defensive side. I, I, I mean, he can play in lots of different spots. I don't know where they're going to put him, so it's kind of hard to put a measuring stick I on him. Put him in the slot, just send him down the middle, just have Rattler just toss that thing up to him and see and have him take it out of the middle, run a post route. What can he do with it? I'll figure that out. We'll see. Uh, let's see here. Rob has an SEC bus. Says Michigan wins a national title. Uncle Lou says Vandy goes to a bowl game. Texas makes the playoffs, and Clemson goes nine and three. Eric says Mizzou is going to a bowl game. Uh, Rob has an SEC bias. Rejoins us. What do you got, man? Hey, you know, I thought of something that I wanted to say before y'all got off. Um, sure. I guess you can call it a bold prediction, but I see South Carolina running because I think they move Luke Doty to wide receiver. I, I see Shane Beamer dialing up a triple pass this year. Rattler to DK, DK to Doty, Doty back across the field, touchdown. You heard it here first. Okay. Why not? I, I don't doubt it. I remember uh, when we went to uh, East funny. Carolina two years ago, uh, they got the opening kickoff, and the very first play of the game, I mean, they throw a little pass out in the flats, and uh, that wide receiver hauls off, and he just corks one down the damn sideline for like a 80-yard touchdown pass. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> they had all the momentum after that. We should have lost that game. Jay Still says you got to love the stoners. <laughs> Apparently, Rob has an SEC bias as a stoner. Or at least Jason. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how that works out. But, uh, yeah. I mean, any other bold predictions before we get out of here? Uh, oh, Richard Richard says if they make a bold prediction that if they try that triple pass, there will be a pick six. It could be. Um, um, Billy Cole says uh, that he wants to see that circle jerk play that Clemson ran last year. Oh, God. Now, now, you, now you, that, that play, I'm calling that the flower of fuckery. That's what that play is called. Put that one on the shelf and let it stay there. Yeah, that, that, that's Jesus Christ. They should never have run that play ever. Jesus. Well, even if he, yeah. even if, uh, if Mafa hadn't fumbled the ball, I mean, they really, they really didn't get that much out of it anyway. You know? All right, so Yurder sent a super chat here. Beamer one-on-one interview on Carolina Jackpot, YT by 25. There we go. I'm sure. I don't know what that means. I know he watches this show. Of course he does. He absolutely does. 
TJ Bird says Milton ends up in North Carolina, New York at the end of the season. Is he going to a Jets game? What, what's what's he gonna do? Uh, uh, let's see. Man. Texas A&M wins the the championships with Petrino. Thank you, Big Barney Ross. That that's kind of funny. That's funny. Uh, Randall says, "How much longer will the All Cupcake Conference exist?" I've never heard of an All Cupcake Conference, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. That's like people talking about, you know, there's a Carolina in South Carolina when the only Carolina is actually in North Carolina. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Hey, um, you know, I just, I really just don't see that happening. I don't see the ACC going away. First of all, I mean, it's been around too damn long. Second of all, I mean, they have, there's a lot of basketball history there. Would you not agree? There is. Uh, first of all, we have to thank Paul White for the for the $20 super chat. Thank you, Paul. Oh, thank you very much. Stop it. Yeah, no, don't stop giving $20 super chats. I think he was talking no, no, to no, his no, dog. No, I was talking to this little dog outside the door. She's, uh, she's banging on my door. Yeah, so look, here's the thing with the ACC. They, they feasted too long on... The world wants to see this Duke-North Carolina basketball game, which, in my opinion, is is like watching two goats fuck every year. But, they, you know, they, they've sold that to ESPN, and ESPN's like, oh, my God, we have to have Duke and North Carolina <laughs> when they play basketball. And I think that they, you know, ESPN's like, yeah, that's great and all, but in the end, we'd much rather have a better football product. And when your, your commissioner comes out in his first – his first, you know, thing that he says when he comes out is, "We're going to pay more attention to football." That means you haven't paid enough attention to it. So, and football is what draws money. Yes, you can have Duke and North Carolina. That's good for one day, and all these idiots that love Duke and North Carolina can sit around and 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 you know play share the condom as they they circle jerk each other. But in the end, it's all about football. And that's where the ACC is behind. And if it does come undone, it's going to come undone because of that. So there's that. I think the ACC made a mistake when, and I don't know how much the ACC was involved in it at the time because you know we didn't get to get news on that stuff quite as readily as we get it today. But I, I think it was a mistake when they let Maryland get out. Um, I think that that was a, a big market that they lost and. You know. Yeah, but look, I mean, let, let's, let's just be real. Which is an absolute wet fart, in my opinion. Right. Uh, you know, you and uh, and the comrades sent me a group text today about, you know, what was it, Cal and Stanford joining the <laughs> ACC and Clemson voted against it or or whatever. You know, I, I we can goof about that, but let's just step back for a second. What do Cal and Stanford bring to the ACC? When you really stop and think about it, when we know that football Stanford is has king. The ability, Stanford has the ability to be a good football program. I mean, they're not that far Further. removed from some really okay. good years. All right, but look, Cal, last, Cal last season I went. And they both had decent basketball programs, and we laugh and we goof. Stanford's got but, a world-class women's basketball program. All right, but Jackpot, in the past three seasons, I don't mean to cut you off, sir, but the past three seasons, neither Cal or Stanford has had a sellout in their stadium 
from the numbers that the university puts out there and they lie about it. They can't get enough people to come to their games in house. And they're they're not bringing shit to the ACC. 2020-21, I can kind of forgive because that we were just coming down, we were coming off COVID. You know, those people out there were a little more cautious and a little more, you know, it's 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 a different world out there than what it is here. So I can possibly see that 2022, they don't have no excuse for. I can't defend wow. that. But 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 the, the Stanford product and the Cal product both years was not good in 2022. So all right. Well, look, I mean, I have to research more into that. But the reality is, is that on the good Cal, I I don't, you know, they they have the first one. Rob has an SEC bias with the Super Chat. South Carolina wins the East in 2025. We're talking about this season, sir. Yeah, well, there's not going to be uh, an East in 2025. I just think that, and, and you know, the and ESPN putting out this whole thing of, oh, well, Stanford is, is considered the best athletic program in the country. Brother, you can be the best program in the country, but on the football front, you haven't won shit. Yeah. And that's that's where that's where the money is. Kentucky no Derby get- they bring a high expenditure on jet fuel, dumbest thing ever. Brother, you don't think it's a long way from Miami to Boston? Yeah. Well, and and that's fine, but it's it's just when you step back, I don't see what Cal and Stanford bring to the conference. And here's the other part. You have the idea of we talk about the travel, right? When you have two teams that are out there, two of your, what, 14 teams, however many teams that it's going to be, I mean, you have to go completely across the country. We're not just talking about, and this is the area where and not about more than football that matters. You're going to take the, the women's golf team has to go out there and play. That's, you know, 11 people, let's say, that you've got to fly across the country and back. I mean, just the, the monetary end of it is bullshit. And yeah. so it, it's not a good business decision to bring them in the, into the conference. If the ACC was trying to swing the big dick, what they would do is they'd go to Maryland and be like, look, you need to bring your ass home, get West Virginia, and then tell Notre Dame, stop being a fucko and join the conference. If you can't, you're not going to come here and get this conference money for your basketball, baseball, and all that other shit. Go play in the Big Ten with all that nonsense. See if they'll give you the same deal that we gave you. You've had your sweetheart period. We saved your fucking ass during COVID when you wouldn't have had a season at all. You owe us getting the goddamn conference. Bring those three teams, and then you then you can actually talk. But the ACC is being a limp dick bitch. That is the absolute truth. They don't. They want to add these teams. Oh well, that'll help us on the and the Directors Cup. Fuck Stanford and Cal in the conference. It doesn't help at all. We'd be giving them a lifeline because their conference has gone to shit. And that's the truth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to become of them or the Beave in uh, Washington State. That's kind of weird. I mean, I mean, I'd rather have the fucking Beave. If you're telling me I've got to have two West Coast teams, give me Oregon and the Beave. I'd rather do that. Then you could schedule well, your things where you stay up there and play those two games. I'm just saying, it's just stupid. Oh, let's. You shouldn't have those game those comp those teams joining your conference from that far out. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. 
All right. Anyway, I didn't mean to rant there, Jackpot. What else you got? I don't have anything uh, left as far as the bold predictions go. I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to hear about any more injury news. Uh, you know, it's kind of that Juice Wells thing kind of has me worried at South Carolina. So, kind of, I haven't really been in a good place since I've heard that news. Yeah, so the the rumor about about uh, Juice Williams was, was he broke his pinky toe. I, I don't know. I mean, eh, that's something that could fuck with you a little bit this season. Biscuit joins the program. Biscuit, what you got? How's it going, guys? I was going to give you my quick predictions. Oh, let me add these to the list, sir. <laughs> right, so go ahead. I've already, I've already given you one, which was uh, Georgia. Georgia Tech is going to go eight and four. That was kind of my. My surprise for uh, like an underdog type team. I think they only are predicted to go four wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Pick'em Challenge, I will go no worse than twenty seventh. <laughs> okay. Gets a trophy, I think. Yeah, no worse than twenty seventh. Very good, sir. <laughs> what else? Anything else? Um. Well, if opposing fans will complain about UGA schedule all year long. That's, you know, I, I, I don't know if this is a bold statement or not, but how about the idea that Georgia drops a game? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to piss off Georgia fans. I'm just saying to go as long as they've had in the regular season, because this, if they, the idea that they could have three straight seasons of twelve and zero. I mean, that is that is monumental, and I'm not, uh, I'm not pissing up their leg. They've got. They've got the talent, they've got the coaching, they've got everything else. But I'm just saying maintaining that level of excellence where you don't lose a regular season game for the third season in a row is it's tough on any program. I mean, is it that bold to say Georgia losing a game is, no, is that so. far fetched? I, uh, I picked them to go eleven and one. I never yeah, picked I mean, ball, it's too hard. And I don't care what the schedule says. I mean, it's not about yeah, it's not absolutely. about whether you're favored in every game. What it's about is you say, well, who are they going to lose to? But it, it's not about that. What it's about well, is that, if they're matched the other thing. The other thing with that too, and I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off on this, but we don't know about the injuries and everything else. I mean, they they could have, you know, one or two injuries in a, in a game. They don't have enough time to make adjustments, and it could it could throw them off. You could drop a game. You really, really could. Yeah, I mean, when, when you're when you're a, you know say a seventy five percent favorite in every major game. The odds are that in three or four of those, you are going to lose one. That's just the way it is. So I mean, what if I the don't kids know read their own press clippings? Because like I've seen, I've seen press clippings like, you know, it's Georgia versus everyone else, and you know they're got more. The only team that may challenge them is Alabama. When you hear that, I mean, you're 20 years old. You think you've got the, the the biggest uh, the biggest wiener in the yard, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the biggest question I have, too, is it's kind of funny as we've gone from Stetson Bennett being a weakness on the team to how we're going to survive without him, right? Like, like that's what a lot of the opposing fans are, are, are saying. But the truth is, is that the dimension he added where he could he could take off and run and save us and get us a first down the way he did. Um, right. I know Carson Beck can run a little bit, but it's not going to have the same effectiveness. That concerns me a little bit that we don't have that dimension anymore. That that True. and we don't know whether Carson until until guns are blazing, man. You don't know whether you know Carson Beck's a gamer or not. 
There's no way that Carson Beck can be the gamer that Stetson Bennett was. He may be a better talented quarterback than what Stetson Bennett was, but there's n- there's no way that guy has ice in his veins the way – I mean, this guy drove twice against Alabama in the fourth quarter after he had a – what, like a, uh, a fumble on in the inside the 20-yard line with like five minutes left in the game. I mean, after that – and then the drive the drives against Ohio State too. I mean, like uh, – there's nothing that that guy's not experienced in college football, so you can't you can't, you can't just transfer that to another quarterback. That just doesn't I think, happen. So. I think Carson Beck's probably going to be a little bit better, Jake Fromm. Well, I think so, talent wise. I mean, he, he the one thing I like about him is he can he can he can throw with precision, and then he also, unlike Matt Stafford, who would just like everything was eighty miles an hour, right? I mean, he could he can he can throw with touch, and he can throw deep balls, and so. If we the problem though that what they're saying from practices is that we have a bunch of B plus receivers but we don't have an A that stepped up so that's another problem. I mean, well, you have you have Bowers. Well, actually, that's not a receiver, sir. Receivers, but yeah, you're right. Oh, no, I mean, I, I I think he's I think he's a receiver, sir. He's a guy that's going to catch a ton of balls for you guys. No, there's no doubt. I mean, they do. I mean, in order to win a national championship, you can't just have a tight end. You've got to have. You've how about how about this? Bowers. Here's here's another bold prediction for me. Bowers ends up being the SEC Offensive Player of the Year. There's my bold prediction. Um, I don't think that's that far out there either. Offensive player of the year. I guess yeah, he, would I have think- to, he would have to do like a something where he went like for 1,200 yards probably or something like that. I mean, because I mean, they, they put him in a position where he, he has to, he has to be that way, right? Yeah. He, I mean, I, I, he has a chance to do that, but the problem is, is if you have a quarterback that throws for 4,500 yards and 45 touchdowns or something like that, you're, it always gears itself towards, um, towards the quarterback. Hey, I've got it. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show. I'll mention it somewhere else. I have a solution for the Heisman Trophy. Speaking of that kind of thing, so I don't know if you guys are interested in hearing that, but um, sure. I, I can't stand the Heisman Trophy because it's always the shiniest pony. It's not the best player in the country. It's just you know the, shi- the shiniest pony or whatever. But uh, why don't they take all the other awards, um, like the I forgot all the names of them. I, you know the 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 Boletnikov Award for the receivers and all that stuff. And take one from each position grouping, and have them all go to like there. I think there's like seven or eight legit. Obviously, you're not going to have to kick her, but uh, there's seven or eight legit ones, and have them all go to New York, and uh, you pick from there. And I know the first response will be, well, a quarterback or a running back or receiver would still win, but what it will do is, since you've narrowed down the focus to only a few players, you could right. potentially get people looking at the offensive tackle that has 18 pancakes and has not given up a sack for the year and all that stuff. And I think slowly over time, people will start to become more educated on how important those other positions are. And even though they don't have statistics, you know, you, you could still end up with um, them potentially winning on an, in an off year for a quarterback or someone who doesn't win well, their big game or the way that the Heisman sets up with their voting, where all the Heisman trophy winners get a vote. And then, you know, they set it up by regions or whatever. I, I kind of like what the way that you have it there, because then you can't have, you know, the third best, let's say the third best quarterback from a conference that one section of writers is absolutely in love with. They'll go up there and get him voted as the second best quarterback out of a region or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that will steal from someone else, you know, and their ability to get votes. 
Yeah, we'll give you the eight guys that you should be voting for. Mm-hmm. They're the winners of all these, you know, the Maxwell and all of that. Yeah. We'll have the eight there, and you can only vote for those eight. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I think that would be good. It would. It would take. I, the, I think having one of each position grouping is cool. I, like, because, like I said, I think eventually what people would start doing is educating themselves on what those, what, re, what it really means to be a good linebacker, what it really means to be a good offensive tackle, what it really means to be a great safety or whatever. And then, um, you'll you'll get people actually focusing and looking at these guys and saying, well, you know what, you know, uh, maybe maybe this year the best player in the country was the offensive tackle that let. <laughs> quarterback ace stand up instead of laying on his back the entire season. I mean, who knows, but I don't know. Yeah. That's that. See, the problem with that biscuit is that is too logical of a way to think about things. Right. And it's, <laughs> it makes too much sense. And the dumb dumbs couldn't handle it. They, yeah, they would I, just I, like, the high I just can't stand because a, a can't lot stand of times what it turns into too is, is a career award or, a, you know, that kind of thing. It just, it's just, well, and, People get mad at me and they're like, well, you're just pissed off because Clemson has never won one. No, I've been upset since Nadama Kinsu did not win the Heisman Trophy, and he was by far the best player in football the year in his senior season. His last season at Nebraska, he was triple teamed every damn play, and they were scheming against him, and he still dominated games. No, nah, we can't give you the Heisman. Let's give it to some pussy quarterback or a pussy running back. They, so have, they, have gotten, they have gotten better about it. It used to be when we had like the Gino Toretta's winning it in the nineties and that sort of thing. Those were the, those were the average quarterbacks on the super elite teams and they were giving them to them. It seemed like every year and it seems like it's gotten a little better about that. Uh, but I don't know. I, I just, I don't even pay attention when it's, when it's going on, to be honest with you. I don't know. You know, um, defensive linemen have routinely gotten hosed. Uh, in Heisman Trophy voting, Rob, did you know? Did you know that Ron Simmons finished uh, second in the Heisman Trophy voting in 1979? Uh, well, yeah, Ron Simmons is unfuckwithable. So yeah, he, well, yeah, and, and it was won by Charles White from US. I don't know how. I don't know how he finished second when they called Charles White's name. What? Damn! Damn! Exactly. All right, biscuit. Hey, man, thank you very much. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. Oh, Appreciate by the way, it. just real quick, I, uh, I I put a message on there. I sent you money for the uh, for the uh, pick'em challenge. My I hope you do well this year, sir. but I want biscuit on there, not not my name. Oh, <laughs> oh no, we don't, we, we don't want your name associated with this program. Use your surname, sir. My name is my name is 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 not very common, so <laughs> it's easy to find me. So, all right, brother. Appreciate all you, right, man. man. See, you, see you guys later. There you Bye. go. Tiger in the Burrow over in the chat says, I hope Duke lets Clemson move the ball some late in the fourth uh, just to build a little momentum. Well, I mean, Clemson's going to be throwing the ball late in the fourth because they're going to be behind. So I can't wait. I just can't I hope, wait. I hope Duke holds on. Jack, jackpot. Look, I wanted to ask you about this before we get out of here. The I told you I'm taking my kid to Darlington on September the 3rd. That is a Sunday night. So I will not be going, I will not be doing, we will not be doing a show that night. Can we do a show on Labor Day and for the first half of the Clemson game? I I don't have a problem with that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I will, will plan on doing a, uh, maybe I'll do a watch along that night of the uh, 
of the LSU game with that. I'll probably just join it on Uncle Lou's. All right, Mike the Tiger joins the program. What do you got with Mike the Tiger to the left? Kind of so, to uh, to do any kind of live stream when Lou is doing one and get any uh, get any real uh, interaction with it. Traction, so. but look, it's it's I, I we could we'll do it that night, and uh, you know, and we'll make sure that uh, we have that going on. I mean, uh, we'll see if you're right or if Pigskin Pete is right. I mean, you know. Let's we'll see how that goes. Why not? A little bit delusional. How is he delusional, sir? It, it just is. Uh, he, you know, we, we can't. I mean, he can't. He can't expect the fact. Look, I know they're favored. Look, I know it's more likely that Clemson, um, that Clemson will win. But I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that Duke could win that game, but he won't admit that. There's just no way, there's no way, no how, it's not happening. It's very, uh, very stubborn. He's getting very stubborn, kind of like someone else I know um, that also pulls for the men in orange and purple. Just saying. Um, BVP, I mean, I wanna... a lot of people are asking me to get you and Sports Talk Jay on a show together. Are you down? Absolutely. I'm here for it. I like Sports oh. Talk Jay. Yeah, well, and, and I went on Pigskin Pete's show the other day, and I told him I was like, "I'm disappointed well, in you, sir," yeah, because he's working. yeah, he's he. I'm not. He, you 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 won't admit that there's a chance there that you can lose that game, and it's a very real possibility. I know you're nervous, brother. Just, I mean, it's not. I mean, hell, I sat here a while ago and talked about our roster, and I said I'm just I'm not all that confident. I'm not all that confident going into this season. I mean, you guys, you know, you got to acknowledge your shortcomings and don't just be like, oh, dear, dear. We, we got us a new offensive coordinator that scored a whole seven points in the national championship game. We're going to be God again. And we're going to win 13 games. And, you know, uh, no, it doesn't work that way. Look, I, 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 I'm just telling you, I went on his show and defended you and said, Pickskin Pete, you're taking advantage of Carolina jackpot, sir. He bullied you into taking that bet. And I felt bad about it. And I went on and defended you, sir. I was trying to look out for you. PCM Pete says no one is scared of Duke jackpot. Stop it. They no, have a Duke no, jackpot. That's cool. No, no one is. That, that's the thing. These these people hate Clemson yeah, so much. Not. You weren't nobody. You, you weren't scared of Pitt a few years ago. You weren't. No, scared we're of not. Last year either, and we beat that. Brother, up. we we are not. We are not scared of fucking Duke. All right. Okay, well, maybe you're not here. scared of them, but you have to acknowledge the fact that that's a pretty good football team. They're not a good football team, sir. They they'll be lucky to win fucking seven games. That's pretty damn good they're they're over years. under is six they're games, sir, by Las Vegas. Head coach, they won nine games at Duke. Sure. That, that, good for them. This season, their over under in Vegas is six. No one has any respect for them, sir. You have to win more than you have to win more than nine games more than once to be considered viable. Stop it! Stop. Sure. Okay. I mean, I, I feel bad that you're going to have to send Pigskin Pete that money. I hope he doesn't light it on fire on his show, like five dollars at a time, and just burns it. I'm just saying because that's that's kind of what I would do. Why not? He's stealing money from you, sir. He is literally stealing money from you, Jackpot. Oh, I'm going to remember this when you. Oh, my God. God damn it. I hope they beat y'all's ass. I, I am just. Ooh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it because you're overconfident. Uh, 
and you're going to get don't, exposed. Don't, don't worry. I've got clips of you and the comrade and everybody else talking about, oh, Clemson's going to lose the Duke. It's a fucking sea of stupidity. That's what it is. Sea of like stupidity. all of y'all got. Yeah, every one of you that are picking that is a sea of stupidity, sir. Sea of stupidity. So anyway, there's that. Yeah, they're gonna be interviewing Will Shipley after the game. He's gonna be like, I just, I just couldn't hit the holes. I mean, they, they, yeah, they wouldn't he, stay he, open long. You know what? I, I completely I, agree with you, Jackpot. He will not hit a hole in the second half because he's gonna be on the fucking bench. They don't need him. Is the badge gonna be tore? Jesus Christ. You know, my my, are you are we done, Jackpot? Are we done? I, I suppose if you want to be, it sounds like you do. All right. Hey, you know the only time the Heisman Trophy committee got it right was when they picked Desmond Howard. Good night. 